So the next day, he comes into English class, and he's a little late. And as he's walking by me to sit down, I look over to him and I say to him, I say, you're stewed, buttwad. And he just cracks up. He loses it. And he says, I love that movie. You know when you, you meet somebody for the first time and you can just tell by the way you talk to each other, the words you use, and just the overall vibe that you have a connection. Hello everybody, my name is Bishop Freesh and I wanna welcome you to my life through music where I talk about the songs or music that were either there at a particular place and time or the songs and music that um, describe uh, thoughts, feelings, and emotions that I had during those particular places or during those particular times. And the song that does that for this time and place is The King of Rock by Run DMC, released in 1985. Now, if you followed any of the videos that I um, have put up uh, in the past, you might remember that at a pretty early age, I did get a little bit of uh, exposure to rap music through my older cousins. But after that, I quickly discovered rock and roll and metal, and that's basically all I listened to from that point until I met this guy uh, in my sophomore year and discovered that rap and rock could be fused together to create something incredibly awesome, something that I had never heard before. So I'm sitting in English class and at the beginning of the year, you know, we're still kind of, you know, getting to know where we sit and who's around us and stuff. And there's this new guy, you know, sitting next to me and, you know, he's just sitting there. He's not saying much. And he was different. You know, um, he, 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 he rolled up his pant legs and he pegged his pant legs and he wore, you know, a different kind of style of clothing and he parted his hair on the side where, you know, me and my boys, you know, all we did was, you know, we just basically parted our hair down the middle and try to grow it out as long as we could, you know, until our dad said, you know, you need to get a haircut, you know. But I started talking to him before class and I found out that he was from California and I asked him, you know, how, how is it there? What's it like? And he turns to me and he says, it's a lot different. And then class started. And the rest of the class, all I could think about was, well, well, how different is it? You know, what's it like, man, to go to school there? You know, I, 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 I have relatives there. I've visited there before. But I, I didn't go to school there. I had no idea what it's like to live there. Would I ever get a chance to experience it? We'll see. The next day... I was in class at my desk and the first bell had already rung, which meant that you were supposed to be in class at that, at that time. And he walks in, he's late, you know, and as he's walking by, I say to him, I said, you're stewed buttwad. And he just starts cracking up, man. He just starts cracking up. And, you know, what, what I was doing was I was quoting... Uh, a line from a very uh, famous comedy at that time, uh, Weird Science, and he obviously liked that that movie too. He recognized what I was saying. He recognized the joke, and you know, from that point on, we 
became really good friends. And, you know, I, I'm going to call him the California kid. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I'm not going to use people's real names uh, in this project. Um, I'm going to give them nicknames. And, and here's why. Um, some people, they just may not want to be mentioned, you know. Um, and that's great. That's fine. I totally get that. I totally respect that. And that's cool. Um, but the most important thing is that for the purpose of what I'm doing, for the purpose of this project, for me, uh, they were there. And I can still fulfill uh, the purpose of this project to leave my story behind, to tell my story without, you know, uh, using people's names. But the, 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 the major point is that they were there and they, along with the music I'm talking about, are the ones who shaped me to who I am today. And I love them for that and I've learned a tremendous amount uh, from all of them. So, you know, like I said, the California kid walks in, he's late. I quote, you know, the line from the movie, he cracks up. And from that point on, we were buds, you know. And so after class, you know, he says to me, he goes, hey man, uh, where do you live? And I told him, and he's like, yo, that's, that's not too far from where I live, you know. Do you want to ride? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. And he was like, okay, cool. You know, after, after school's over, just go out to the parking lot and, you know, we'll meet up and I'll, I'll drop you off on, on my way home. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then later on, I would find out, because I'm thinking to myself, man, he's, you know, how could he drive? Because if he's in our grade, you know, none of us really drove at that point. But I would find out later that he was quite a bit older than, than me. Um, he was about a year and a half older, actually, but we were in the same grade. And I would learn par partially because of when his birthday was, um, that had some effect on it. But also, also, um, I believe that he was held back um, one grade, and I don't know which one it was, I don't remember, but I remember him saying that he had to stay back a grade and you know like I said you know uh, he didn't care so it just it was just was what it was and I remember his birthday to this day because um, later on I I had a couple of fake IDs and I used his birthday on those fake IDs instead of my own birthday and so that's how I remember so after school was over that afternoon I go out to the parking lot and our parking lot was just this gravel, dirt and gravel just opening where the students would park. And I really, you know, I didn't really know what to look for, you know? So I'm walking out there, I'm just kind of like, you know, looking around, you know? And um, a few seconds later, I hear some somebody call out, yo, B! And I'm like, and I look over and there's, there's a California kid, man. He's standing, you know, leaning on a, uh, a, a tan, Chevrolet Stepside, probably like an early, an early 80s model, I think it was. And he's just standing there waiting for me. You know, he had his, his arms hanging over the, uh, the bed and, you know, his hands were hanging in, you know, to the back of the bed. He's just waiting. And so I walk over there and, uh, you know, he says, you know, hey, man, throw your, uh, throw your book bag in the back of the truck, man. Let's get in, you know. And, and it was a single cab, you know. So, so we, we get in there and immediately he's messing with 
the radio, you know, I don't know what he's doing with the radio, you know, and at the same time, he's driving out of the parking lot onto the main street, and I can't remember the, the, the street, I should have looked it up, but it took you out to Carefree Highway. And so once we got off school grounds, you know, instinctively, both of us, we just reached for our smokes, and we're like getting ready to light up a cigarette right at the same time, you know, and I didn't know he smoked, he didn't know I smoked, but we start, you know, getting our cigarettes, and uh, he grabs his lighter, he lights his cigarette, and then I'm sitting there messing with my stuff, and he, you know, he, he finds out what he wanted to do with the stereo, and then he, he lights my cigarette, and as we're heading towards Carefree Highway, we, um, I hear the voice of Daryl McDaniels, man, in the beginning of King of Rock, man. If you know, if you've heard it, you know what I'm talking about. And then right after that, DJ Rudd comes in, man, starts flowing. And then the guitars kick in. And I'm just looking at him like, what is this? And he just like, yeah, man, pretty cool. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. And so from the moment I heard that, I was hooked. I was hooked. I couldn't get enough. And as we were pulling into my driveway after listening to this, and at that time I lived on a street called Dixaletta, and I lived north on a street, it was 66th Street, and it was about a quarter of a mile to a half a mile north of Dixaletta, and there was a street called Milton. And on the corner of 66th Street and Milton stands a house that my dad built. It's the same house that he was designing in our old house while, you know, in the kitchen that I talked about in one of the other videos. And so we pull into that house and I'm, ge I'm getting out and I look into his truck. I'm like, yo, dude, you gotta let me borrow this, this tape, man. I gotta dub it, you know? And he's like, he thinks about it for a second. And he's like, all right. And he ejects the tape and he hands it to me. And he says, dude, don't lose it, B. All right, and I'm like, okay, man, I won't, I won't, and then and he drives off, and as he's driving off, he goes, pick you up in the morning, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'll be ready, it's cool, and so he drives off, and I run into my room, and at that time, I finally had a dual cassette boombox, which meant that it had two cassette decks in it, so what I could do is I could play one tape, and take a blank cassette and put it in there and I can record and listen to at the same time. So whatever was on the first cassette would be on the second cassette. And so I'm listening to this cassette and I'm recording it at the same time and I got to stress this again and I've said it before but I gotta say it again, especially for people who are, who are much younger than our generation. Back then, you had to have your hands on the music if you wanted to play it when you wanted to play it. You could listen for it on the radio, or at that time, MTV was, was big. You could listen to it on MTV, but you had to wait for them to play it. If you wanted to hear it at that moment, you had to have it in your hands. And it's so important because I think we, we take for granted, I know I do, the fact that we can just get on our phone and just stream it anytime, any place, anywhere. And, you know, it just takes the, the nostalgia out of it. It takes the importance out of it, at, at least for me. And so I'm listening to this tape 
And again, what I hear on it is I hear King of Rock by Run DMC. And this was a mix. It wasn't just, you know, a, 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 a direct duplicate of King of Rock. It was a mix. It had King of Rock on it. It had You're Blind from the same uh, record. It had It's Like That from the previous, I think it was the first record from Run DMC. And check this out. It had The Dream Team is in the House by the LA Dream Team. Yes, it did have it on there. And I remember listening to it going, what is this stuff, man? It was so awesome. And that was, that kind of music was on the, the first side. The second side, I remember, it had more like punk and like it had more punk uh, music on it. For example, I remember hearing The Legend of Pat Brown by the Vandals. Uh, it also had a bunch of suicidal tendencies on it. And I think it had some sex pistols on it. But that's what it had on it. And I was just like so floored. And I was just like, man, this is, this is, this is incredible. But I want to say a few things about uh, Run DMC before I, I close up. Um, and rap music in that era, for that matter. Notice for a while, you know, during that, that, that era and that age, for, for the most part, not all, but for a while, the, the lyrics were, were, were pretty clean, you know, in comparison to today. They were pretty clean, but they were still great, you know, and they fused that guitar in there, which I thought was brilliant. I think, I don't know if Rick Rubin was on that one, but he was definitely on Raising Hell, which really was awesome. But, I mean, and for the record, I do want to say, I love and appreciate both styles of rap. You know, the clean stuff, you know, the clean stuff that I'm talking about. And later on down the road, I'm going to talk about some other stuff that I listen to. I love and appreciate both styles. And here's why. They're talking about real stuff for the most part. And that's how the artist wrote it. And that's how they performed it. And I've always been a supporter in, in that. Look, I can appreciate it. I can hate it. I can turn it off. I can listen to it. But if I don't like it, I don't have to listen to it. But I love it all. And so I respect both styles. Just want to say that. The way the artist wrote it is the way it should be listened to. I don't like when uh, radio stations, you know, bleep out stuff. I understand why. I, understand, I get it. But I really would rather just don't play it at all. Just play the song, you know. But another thing about Run DMC and artists of that, that era is that if you notice, and, and still today, but they really, really, truly believed and trusted themselves. And they didn't really mind propping themselves up, you know. Um, it was all about respect and about being better than the next. Um, and they were always challenging other rappers, you know. Hey, if you're better than me, prove it, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and I do believe they had a healthy dose of that. Um, I really do. Um, you've got to love and respect yourself, you know, and then you and also, you can still go overboard, but it's important to love and respect yourself because if you don't, how do you expect the next person to love and respect you? Just, just a little small point, but getting back to the rap, they didn't take anybody's BS and they called out BS when, when they saw it. And everything actually did rhyme, you know? And later on, it just kind of got a little looser and looser. But 
I mean, everything for the most part rhymed, you know, and it was it was good. And they talked about serious um, social uh, aspects of life, cultural things, uh, and yes, race, which I'll get into a lot later down the road. But for me, it was very, very eye-opening. And um, a lot of the bands that I will talk about, not only in, in this video, but later on, the rap artists, I saw most of them with the California Kid. We went to a place called the Celebrity Theater, it's still here, um, and we saw a lot of rap bands there, and I'll touch on that. But that was the day that I got the first of many nicknames that I would get throughout life. Um, that day, the California kids started calling me B. And some people still call me that to this day. And this is why this song is where it's at in my, my life through music playlist. And I'm gonna put the links to all the songs that I've mentioned um, uh, in this video down below. I highly encourage you to check them out, listen to them, and you'll see how it shaped my listening and my view of the world, or started to at least, and you'll see how and why it's important to not only my uh, music tree and how it branched out, but yours as well. And again, I wanna thank you for watching, and I, I look forward to seeing you in the next video.